Hey there, welcome back to another episode of Addiction Recovery. My name is Steve Coffrin. I'm here with Stephen Ginsberg. Stephen, it's always great to be together with you again. Steve, thank you so much. I am always excited we can take some time, step back, and focus on the solution. Absolutely. And today we have a special guest on, Johnny Pyburn. He's the operations manager at Restore. Johnny, welcome to the show. Uh, thank you, Steve. It's great to be here. So Johnny, what I want to dive into today is that, you know, we've done a lot of episodes about, you know, a variety of topics as it pertains to recovery and treatment with drugs and alcohol, but let's go beyond that point. And let's imagine somebody is, you know, they go through the admissions process, they have their bags packed, they show up to the door. What can someone expect when they're walking into a facility like Restore, like maybe you can set the stage a little bit and, and maybe calm some nerves or just answer some questions that they may be thinking in their minds. Yeah, we would immediately come to you and meet you outside, outside the door. Uh, there's usually one or two of us at least that will will bring you in and it's it's a home. So they, they feel like it's a, it's, it's a comfort zone for them. Now, is it something that they should be like nervous about or like maybe you can you know, explain a little bit more about that, maybe because they're coming into it, they're broken, they're in a dark place and, you know, just the unknown sometimes can create a sense of anxiety. Maybe you could calm their nerves a little bit by providing a little bit more context here. Yeah. Yeah. You shouldn't feel nervous. There, there are people that do, and that's completely understandable, but it's like a family here. So all of us are very loving. Uh, when, when you walk in, you're, you're going to feel that. And, uh, that, that has been the experience of every client that we've had. And that's the feedback that we've gotten. Um, of course, there are those that, you know, you know, it sometimes doesn't work out, but generally speaking, 99.9% .9 of the time, when you walk in here, you're, you're going to feel comfort. And, and that's something that we provide. Um, that's something that we want to provide and want people to feel when they walk through the door. So we'll immediately offer you water, something to eat, something to drink, if you'd like. We'll get you set up in your room with your bed. Uh, and just get you comfortable and introduce you to all the clients and the staff in the house and give you a tour and, you know, just, just make sure you're, you, you feel comfortable in a unfamiliar place. Yeah, that makes sense. That, that's very helpful. Steven switching gears over to you because oftentimes you're involved in just that initial, like early on onboarding process. What are some common concerns that people have? or worries that they have when entering a facility such as Restore? Great question. There, there's so much that's unknown. For many people, this is their first time even tackling or addressing the fact that they're, they're owning addiction and alcoholism issues in their life. And we, you know, we and, and Johnny is certainly a humongous part of this. We we do a really good job with something called pre-assessment where they get a pre-screening call from either admissions head or from someone like Johnny or someone on the team. And during that call, above and beyond finding out a little bit more about what's going on with them, we also give them a good thumbnail on what to expect, what to bring, what a day's like. So a lot of the trepidation and reservations go by the wayside. Johnny's played a huge part in setting that foundation. No, and that's great. And I, and I totally agree. I've been up to the house multiple times and just Johnny's style is just so comforting. And, and like you said, it, it's a home, Johnny, first and foremost, but also it's a place where there's an amazing team 
that's ready and able to support whoever. And they do it in a way, and, and you do it in a way that's very empathetic and very comfortable, and it's not like threatening and it, it's not scary at all. So once people get into the home, Johnny, what does day-to-day living look like in a facility like Restore? So when you walk in, you might you might wonder, you know, what, you know, when breakfast is, when lunch is, when dinner is, what happens throughout the day. And we, we do groups all, all day long. So they start in the morning, 9 a.m., and they, they go all the way into the night. And then um, often uh, during the nighttime, the, the swing shift will take the clients out to a meeting. So you could expect to be busy for most of the day. When somebody initially arrives and they're going through detox, um, we understand that you're probably not going to be feeling well. We're going to give you some time just to drink water and watch TV and just relax and sleep. And, and then when you kind of come out of that fog, uh, we'll, we'll get you involved in the, the day-to-day, which is, you know, process groups, um, yoga, uh, fitness therapy, breathworks, substance abuse groups, and CBD and DBT, and y- you can expect to be busy. Okay, that makes sense. And with this busy schedule, I, I think it's really good because then it takes our minds off a lot of other things and it starts establishing these healthy patterns. Turning the question over to Stephen, what about from like a life disruption standpoint? Because I imagine going to rehab, you know, people are worried. What about my job? Like, am I going to get fired? What about like my kids? Like, who's going to watch my kids or drive? You know, little Billy to soccer. What do you say to people that are worried about the disruptions that are involved with getting help? It's absolutely one of the quintessential areas where we completely separate ourselves. And Johnny's had even more extensive background at other facilities. But one of the things we pride ourselves on because the disease is cutting, baffling, and powerful. So people will look for any way, any reason to not come and get treatment. So there aren't any circumstances, there aren't any professional or personal circumstances that we can't work around, that we can't find levels of accommodation for, that we can't come alongside community members. That's what we call people who are coming in. They are members of our community so that they can get into the solution. It's about the willingness being there because the willingness is there on our part. We're realists. We want to and we strive to and we make sure to have the outside world integrate and cross over with the world at Restore where they're getting into sobriety. So All that goes by the wayside because there's nothing we can't accomplish in a six-bed facility with the way we're staffed and the fact that this is our culture and our outlook. There isn't any outside circumstance that can stop people from seeking treatment. What stops people from seeking treatment is the disease trying to tell them there's a reason not to come in. Sure. And there's probably a million different reasons that people could come up with when it comes to why they can't get help. Let me turn back over to Johnny and ask you this. Maybe you could share a little bit about your own recovery journey and how has it helped you to be empathetic to people who are worried about, you know, going to rehab or the disruptions of life, or like Steven just alluded to, like the excuses that they come up with, which prevents them from getting help. Maybe you could share just a little bit about, you know, your experience, your story, your journey, and how that all comes together to making you a, a great member of the, the team at Restore. Yeah. So I, I first went to treatment in 2010. Um, I had a, a couple of relapses, you know, went to treatment again in 2011. And, you know, my experience with treatment was good. 
uh, although I, I felt like I, I had to be ready. And I wasn't ready uh, until about 2012. So it took me a couple of years. You know, I, and, and like Stephen said, you know, like I had, I had all the excuses in the world, you know, like I can do it myself. I don't need the help from a therapist or a 12-step program. You know, like I, I have the ability and the willpower to do it on my own. And the truth is, is that like I, I didn't. And uh, the, the disease of addiction, you know, plays tricks on our mind and it will tell us things that, that aren't true. And uh, it's said in the rooms a lot, you know, like we have, you know, as addicts, like we have the best ideas in the world that we can talk ourselves into anything. And, you know, when I say that, I say it jokingly because they're the worst ideas in the world and we can justify and rationalize our decisions and, you know, think that they're the right ones. And sometimes we just need somebody to hold our hand. I love that. I mean, what about a parent though, Johnny, who's thinking, okay, I'm going to send my adult child to rehab, but they're a little apprehensive. They're a little nervous. They're a little anxious. They don't know what to expect. What would you say to a parent or a loved one who wants to get help for somebody who's struggling with drugs and, and alcohol addiction? The most important thing you can do a hundred percent is to get involved in Al-Anon or Nar-Anon. My, my mom did that and it, it helped her tremendously. She was, she was able to set boundaries with me. Um, she was able to come to terms with uh, her own stuff. And she was able to get help for her codependency. And um, oftentimes, like, that's the case with parents and, and you know, even adult children or adult children is the codependency. And that that needs to be uh, taken care of. You know, it, it needs to be intervened on. And uh, it's it's super important that I would say every parent or every spouse or whoever it is get gets involved in a program like Al-Anon and Arnon. And how do they get involved with those? Is, is it just a matter of Googling it and you sign up for an account, like walk me through that. Cause I'm not super familiar with those resources. Yeah, there, there are just like there are AA meetings and NA meetings and CA meetings alike. There are uh, Al-Anon and Arnon meetings that take place and uh, you can, you can Google it. Sure. You could ask the person at the facility because they'll probably have some insight as well. And you, you go to a meeting and it's, it's very much uh, akin to the AA and NA meetings where they, they work a program uh, they have support there from from other people that are they're dealing with the the same issues, and they're able to get the help that they need. That's great. Last question for you, Johnny. Looking back on your journey, if you could go back to the old Johnny, the broken Johnny, the the messed up Johnny, or whatever you want to call that Johnny, if you were to go back to him and say, Johnny, just like man, I love you. Like I wish you would do this or that. Like what advice would you give to your earlier self before you've made this like radical transformation? Well, to preface that, I would say that like, I wouldn't change anything because the experiences that I've had and that I've gone through have made me who I am today. If I had to go back and say something to my, my younger self, I would say, don't give up. And it's, it's important that you realize that like you can ask for help and it's okay to ask for help. And if you don't, things could be so, so much worse. I love that. And that's a great answer. And, and we'll go ahead and wrap there. Johnny, we could keep going for a long time, but we're out of time right now. So if you're listening to this episode, if you have any comments, any feedback for us, if you just want to connect and say hi, uh, that includes saying hi to me, Stephen, or Johnny, you can reach us at hello at restoredetoxcenters.com. That's a great email to uh, keep in mind for anything that you uh, need. Also on the website, restoredetoxcenters.com, 
We have a ton of great resources there for you as well, including some eBooks and the podcast. So be sure to uh, check that out as well. And that's all I have. I'll go ahead and turn the time back over to Steven. And thanks, Johnny, for being on the show. Thank you. Steve, thank you so much. Uh, Johnny, just as, as I've always mentioned, and I'm going to mention it again, you, know, you are part of the living testimony at Restore. Your recovery, your trudge, your walk with purpose, and what you provide for the community, for myself, and for the team, your living example, it's so beneficial. It's so quintessential. And I want to let people know out there who are struggling, there is hope. There's a solution. A gentleman, Johnny, who's on this call right now, on this Zoom right now, is the living proof of that. Sitting here with over 11 years of sobriety, working a program, and then helping to save lives. He is part of the proof of concept that what we provide and what we offer and what we've been so freely given at Restore works. You don't need to stay where you are. You can come alongside with us, and we can help you trudge this road to happy destiny. God bless you all. Have a safe and sober day. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in.